The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Shachvot Amahem Vichol Rahamim Vasilichot Venomar Amen. Daf Ted Zayin. Today's Daf is being studied the Alunishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Fuashelema Yosef Ben Sarah. El Narefanalo, El Narefanalo, El Narefanalo. Begin today's daf on Ted Vav Amud Sheni on the bottom line. The Gemara continues expounding on the Pesukim of Megillat Esther. It says that they found, it was found written in the Sefer Zikronot that Ahasuerus did not uh, reward Mordechai for saving the king's life. So the Gemara asks, Ketav which means the Pasuk should have said, they found it written, meaning in the past tense. It was written already. Why does the Pasuk say it in the present tense? Katuv. Katuv is present tense. It wasn't just written. So the Gemara says it was Melamed Shishimshi Mohek Vigavriel Kotev. Shimshi was the sofer, he was the scribe of Ahasverosh. He was a well known anti Semite already from the times of Koresh. He was involved in uh, spreading the hatred in order to stop the Bet HaMikdash from being built in the times of Koresh. And he continued his anti-Semitic ways in the times of Ahasuerosh. So he was the scribe of Ahasuerosh. So Ahasuerosh says, read, the, uh, read what it says in the Sefer of Do I owe anybody favors? So it says, when Shimshi saw that Mordechai had an outstanding uh, uh, debt that the king owed him, so Shimshi erased it. And after he erased it, Gavriel came along and rewrote it. And then Shimshi would erase it again. So every time Shimshi would erase it in order to deny Mordechai from what was coming to him, but the, uh, Gabriel the Malak would come and rewrite it. So it's katuv. It was written in the present tense because it was constantly being written over and over again. Now, according to what the Maharsha brings down from the Targum, Shimshi Asofer was actually one of the sons of Haman. Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi Asif. Darash Rabshela Ishkefa Timlata. Uma Ketav Shelemata. Shiliskutan Shil Yisrael Enonim Hak. Ketav Shelemala. Local Sheken. Which means if the writing on earth, when it's written to the benefit of Kla Yisrael, 
cannot be erased. So all the more so the writing in the heavens, in God's book of decrees, all the more so cannot be erased. Which means if Gabriel, who's a malach of the heavens, if he comes down in order to defend Klai Yisrael and make sure that our zikuyot are not erased, so all the more so in the heavens, he's doing the same thing. Where he's making sure that the, the uh, defense of Klai Yisrael is in order, and our zikuyot are going to be uh, written and not erased. So they answer, Lo na'asa imo dabar. So they answer, Hasfunos asks, Did we do anything to Mordecai for this? They say, Nothing was done to him. Amarava, Lo Mordecai. Don't think they answered that no, nothing was done to him because they're interested in giving Mordecai reward. Just they hated Aman so much, means the king's men, so therefore it's more that they hated Aman than loved Mordecai. Uh, and you see that because when Ahasuerus says, "Man what type of honor and greatness did we do for Mordecai for this?" When they answer, they say, "Lo nothing was done. If they really liked Mordecai, they would have said, "Lo implying that that's what is deserving to Mordecai. By them leaving out the words "yekarugdulah." It showed that they were hesitantly giving uh, the right answer. They were just doing it because of the hatred that they had to Haman, not because they loved Mordechai. The Pasuk continues. Hechin lo. That was when Haman came in the middle of the night. <coughs> and he came to tell Ahasuerus to hang Mordechai. Asher hechin lo. And the Pasuk could have said, Asher hechin. That he prepared. Why does it have to say that he prepared lo for him? So the Gemara says, Dana lo hechin. Yes, indeed, he prepared it for himself. And the law is not for Mordecai. Asher hechin lo. That tree was actually uh, prepared for a man himself, who eventually was going to be hung on it. Comes the Gemara and continues. So now, Haman is asked by the king, what uh, what should we do to the person that the king wants to reward? Haman thought it was him. So therefore Haman gives a whole long uh, list of things that should be done, thinking that it's going to happen to himself. So the king then says, Bahir, hurry up, take the... Uh, Devotion, all these things that you said. So the king is very explicit. Do it to Mordecai, the Yehudi, that's sitting in the king's uh, courtyard. Why was Hasfurus so explicit? Just say Mordecai. Everybody knows who Mordecai is. Was it Mordecai, a Yehudi, a Yosheb b'Shara So the Gemara explains. Ba'asechen Mordecai, Amar le. So Haman says, Manu Mordechai. Haman makes himself as if he doesn't know, because he doesn't want to do this to Mordechai. So he says, Who's, who's Mordechai? Amarle, a Yehudi. He says, What do you mean, the Jew? Amarle, Tuva Mordechai, Ikab Yehudae. says, Mordechai, that's a, that's a common name by the Jews. There's a lot of Mordechai Yehudis. Which one? Amarle, Hayosheb, Bishar, Amele. He's okay, he's very, very explicit with him. So Haman didn't want to accept it. 
So Hashem said to be very, very clear. Amar So when he heard that it was Mordechai, so he says like this. Ahu, oh, that guy, that Mordechai, sagile behad diskarta, which means, what do you got to give him all this glory for? Just give him a village, iname behad nahara, or give him a a river, meaning, let him collect taxes from one small village of the uh, town of the of the provinces. Or let him collect the river for taxes from the uh, the river from the boats, whatever it may be. That's it. That, that, that should be his reward. He doesn't need to wear the royal clothes and you know go on the royal horse. Now I'm always trying to downgrade the uh, the reward. If they heard it was Mordechai, Amale Hanamehavde. So Ashwaro says, good idea. Give that to him as well. Al tapil davar barta. They learned that from the pasuk that it says after Ashwaro tells him all the things to do. Is alta davar. Don't uh, uh, leave anything out from all that you said, which means including the extra things that you added on after you found out that it wasn't you. So now Haman takes the royal clothes and the royal horse. Azal, he went. He got to look for Mordechai. banan he saw that Mordechai was sitting in front of the rabbis, the students. He was teaching the laws of Kemitsa. The laws of Kemitsa are the laws of a minha. When a person brings a minha to the Beit HaMikdash, we learn to Masechid Yoma. So there's a certain way that the Kohen must scoop up the flower, right, with his hand, and put it on the Mizbeah. The she says the reason why he was learning Hilchot uh, Kemisa that day because it was the 16th day of Nisan, and that's the day that the Jewish people traditionally brought the Korban Omer in the Beit Hamikdash. was like a flower offering. So therefore, yeah, he was he was teaching them uh, subjects of that related to the day. Kevan Mordechai the Apik when Mordechai saw that Amar is coming to. Uh, Greet him. He looked outside. He sees Haman's uh, 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 approaching. And he saw that he has the king's horse with him. Mirtat. He got scared. The Ben Shai explains that there was a certain tradition that after a uh, governor like Haman, we'll call him, a person that was elevated, prime minister, is in power for 70 days, so then already he has a card launch he can kill without the king's permission. So therefore that was already the 70th day that Haman was in position and power. And therefore, when uh, well, he sees him coming with the king's horse, Mordechai said, that's it, he can kill me without any uh, any recourse. So he was scared. So he tells the students, He says, this Rasha is coming to kill me. Run away. So you do not become burnt from his from his coal. At that moment, Mordechai. So Mordechai put on his talit, he covered himself. And he started to pray. It seems the students did not uh, leave. They wanted to stay with Mordechai. So Haman came now and sat in front of them. And he waited. He waited until Mordechai finishes his prayers. Amar lehu, askitu. So he tells the students, uh, what, are you, uh, what are you involved in? What are you learning? What's the subject today? Amar lehu, 
בזמן שבית המקדש קיים, מאן דמנדב מנחה, מייטי מלא קומסא דסולתא, הוא מתקפל. of flour, and he would get kapara. Amad lehu, so this is what the Haman says, Ata male kumse kemhad didchu. This kumets that you're learning about, vedache asara alfe kikare kaspa didi, has neutralized the 10,000 talents of coins that I was willing to pay to buy the Jewish people to kill them. Which means Haman was actually saying over here, He saw his luck started to change. Once already, you know, he has to go and give Mordechai all this kavod. He saw something was happening. So he says, this shi'ud uh, that you're giving, the Torah is actually uh, working to, towards your defense. And its, uh, its ability is, the, is breaking my uh, plans uh, to, uh, to, to go against the, the Jewish people. This is already something that uh, Haman himself understood at this point. Amar le. So Mordechai tells him, Rasha'a. Eved shekana nechassim. When an Eved acquires nechassim, and he has assets. Eved lemi v'nechassim lemi. Who does the Eved belong to? And who does the assets belong to? Which means, he's coming along a man and saying, my 10,000 talents that I was willing to pay to buy the, uh, the Jewish people, to destroy them. Oh, you are 10,000 talents. You have nothing. You are my Eved. You learned in yesterday's daf. Mordechai bought Haman as an Eved. There's no Yerasha. You have anything of your own? You belong to me and the Nechassim belong to me. Amar So now he has to fulfill the, uh, the king's orders to parade Mordechai on the king's horse with the king's clothes. So he tells Mordechai, Kum levosh hanimane. Get up, put on these clothes, v'rechov aisusya, and uh, get on this horse, v'bakaya lach malka. That's the king's orders. Amale, so Mordechai says, lo yachila ad de'ayala lebebane. First I have to go to the bathhouse. This was the third day of the fast. Mordechai is fasting. He's tired. It's not that he was at sakba efer. He had all the sackcloth on and the ashes. So he says, I got to clean up. I'm going to go now getting honored by the king. First I got to go to the bathhouse and wash up. I got to take a haircut. It's not that it is to me to put on the king's clothes when I look like this. Shadra Esther. Well, Esther already sent word. She shut down. She forbade all the bathhouse attendants to go to work that day. And all the barbers. So now, that would force Haman to bathe Mordechai himself and give Mordechai a haircut himself. So that was already planned. It was like, uh, this was a national holiday now. Now, the day that Mordechai is going to be paraded. So she closed down all the bathhouses and all the barbers closed down that day. So Haman brought Mordechai into the bathhouse and bathed him himself. And then he went home and got a scissors. And he gave Mordechai a haircut. He cut his hair. When uh, Haman was giving the haircut, he was moaning. 
Oh, oh, as if he was in uh, pain doing what he was doing. What are you moaning about? The man that has more prestige and power, close to the king than anybody. Now he became a bathhouse attendant and a barber. Amar le rasha again he tells him rasha velav sapar shel kfar karsoma ita says what do you mean that was your original profession weren't you the barber in kfar karsom she says I was a barber originally and then he elevated himself so he says what are you talking about this is what you originally was if you never gave a haircut before this is uh, this is what you did so Amudechai now is uh, digging into uh, Haman Tana we have a brayta Haman sapar shel kfar karsoma ya that indeed he was a barber for 22 years in Kvarkasom. So after he cut his hair, so he dressed him. Alright, get up, get up and ride the horse. He said, I can't. I'm very weak from the fast. I can't uh, get up on the, you know, put his foot all the way up on the, on the horse. It's hard. Gaqin v'salik. So Haman bent over, and, and he, uh, Mordechai used him as a stepping stool to step on Haman's back in order to climb up on the horse. Kisalik. So when he was getting up, climbing on Haman's back, ba'ape kicked him. Him an extra, uh, extra kick. Amar le. So Haman says, Lo ketiv lechu. Doesn't say, Bin fol oy becha al tesmach. When your enemies are falling, you're not supposed to rejoice. Amar le. Hani mili be Israel. He's not talking about Jewish enemies. Avad bedidchu. When it comes to enemies like you, ketiv ve'ata al bamotemo tedroch. It says, and you will uh, trod on their backs. I'm fulfilling the pasuk over here. Ve'ikra lefanav. So now Haman calls in front of. Uh, this is what the king does to the one that uh, he wants to give honor. When he was walking down his street where he lives, where his house is, Hazite Barta. Haman's daughter saw she was standing on the roof and she was watching the procession. Savra she thought. Hi, the Rachiv, the one that's on the horse, Abu. She thought it was her father. Hi, the Maskekame, and the one that's walking in front, Mordechai. So what did she do? Shakla atzitza de betakise. So she took the bucket from the bathroom. It had all the waste in it. Veshadite aresha de Abu, and she poured it on her father's head. She's from the roof. She figured she's pouring it on Mordechai. However, little did she know that she poured it on her father's head. Dali so he lifted his head up to see who did it. The Hazat the Abu, and she saw indeed that it was her father. Who nafla So she jumped off the roof and she committed suicide and died. Meaning out of the fear, what's I'm not going to do that after he embarrassed her. says after the kavod. Mordechai got, he didn't go to his head, Hasbashalom. 
the Gezerah wasn't uh, repealed yet. So then he went back to Shara Melech crying and continued to pray. Amanav Sheshat, Sheshav Lesat Velatanito. Mordechai went back to his sackcloth and fasting. And what happened to Haman? And Haman was pushed back to his house, mourning and with soiled head. He was mourning for his daughter that just committed suicide. Why was his head all soiled? Because of what happened to him, because the bucket landed right on his head. So now, Haman starts to speak to his um, his advisors and his friends, telling him everything that happened to him. One pasuk calls his advisors his friends, and another pasuk calls them scholars. Which means they really weren't hakam either, or his friends, but they said good advice. So the rule is, anybody that gives good advice, even if he's a goy, you call him a hakam. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they gave him good advice, because they're going to tell him, pull out, stop, they don't do it, the Jewish people are going to overpower you. If Mordechai is from the Zera, uh, from the tribe of the Yehudim, you're going to fall in front of him. That was mean, they knew he was Jewish, so they're saying if he's Jewish. They know he's Jewish. Listen, if he comes from the other tribes, you'll be able to overpower him. However, but if he comes to one of these four tribes, Yehuda, Binyamin, Ephraim, Menashe, Lo Yachalte, you're not going to be able to overpower him. Why? Because we have Pesukim, each one of those four tribes, that talks about how they always overcome their enemies. Yehuda, Dikhtiv, Yadecha, Be'orif, Oyebecha. But Yehuda says that his hand will always be on his enemy's neck. In front of those three tribes, your God, your strength is awakened. Because God uh, protects extra these three tribes. So, and then plus Yehuda. So therefore, he said, listen, because of any of these tribes, you're in trouble. Now we know Mordechai, he said he was Ishihudi and Ishimini. According to one opinion, his mother came from Yehuda and his father came from Binyamin. So he was a combination of both these tribes. You're going to fall, and you're going to fall in front of him. He said, you're going to fall twice. What are these two fallings? So listen, the Torah compares this nation sometimes to the Afar. It's like the dirt. And sometimes they compare to the stars. The Jewish people, they're extreme. When they go down, they go down all the way down to the Afar. However, when they rise, they rise all up to the stars. And therefore, what he's saying, to the advisors are telling Haman, you're not just going to fall. When somebody falls in front of Klai Yisrael, they fall. They go all the way down. And the, the Jewish people go all the way up. They said, from now, already, the time came for the second party. That Haman had to go to the second party. He was in his house talking to his advisors. He didn't even get a chance to clean himself up. So he says, They brought him fast. They brought him very quickly. 
Belamed, Shaviu Bebehala. They brought him in Behala, uh, meaning with great uh, speed, confusion. And as she says, Velora Hatsyafe Mitanufo. He wasn't able to clean himself off from the garbage that he had on his head. Now uh, Esther starts to give a pitch in front of Ahasuerus. So listen, me and my nation were sold. The enemy is not concerned about the damage he's going to cause to the king. This enemy that I'm talking about, he doesn't care about the damage of the king. Why? He got jealous of Vashti, so what did he do? The Katla. He caused that to be killed. Hashta Now he's jealous of me. He wants to kill me. So he's saying, this guy is willing to kill two of your wives. He cares about you, he doesn't care about your uh, loss. Already he did it, he was the one that was minding Vashti, and now he's going to be the one that's going to try to kill me. This is the pasuk that Hasverosh says, Mi hu ve'ezehu. But it says, Vayomer twice. It says, Vayomer ha'melech Hasverosh. The king Hasverosh said, Vayomer ha'estel malkah. She said to Hasverosh malkah. So the Gemara says, Vayomer, Vayomer lam. And it was double Vayomer. Amariya v'abhu. Bat'chila al yedet turgeman. Originally, Hasverosh was talking to Esther through an interpreter. Once Esther exposed her identity and said that she's a descendant from Shaul Amelech, which means Esther then exposed that she also some royalty. She also comes from a royal family. So now, Hasverosh, oh, now he talked to her directly because now it's a king talking to a queen on her own right. Esther Malka. The Pasuk says. Now already he understood she's Esther Amalka because she descended from Queen. So now it was already Kavot Asherus to talk to her directly. That's why he says, Vayomer, Vayomer. The original Vayomer is Aideh Turgeman. And then he talked to her straight. Comes the Gemara and says, Vatomer Esther, Isar ve'oyev haman hava'azeh. says, Isar ve'oyev. This is an adversary and an enemy. This haman, spared haman. That actually, when she was saying Ishsar, those are extra words. She could have just said Haman al What is extra words? A man that's Ishsar ve'oyev. So originally it says she was pointing to Hashverosh, because Hashverosh really was behind the whole thing as well. So the Malach came along and pushed her hand towards Haman. And the question is obvious. What was Esther thinking? She's trying to save uh, the Jewish people. She's going to stop pointing to Hashverosh, Isan, Be'oyev. So you have to say that this was what uh, we might call like a Freudian slip. In that what sense? A so beautiful explanation like this. <clears throat> when Esther is petitioning the king to save the Jewish people, she knows it's not the king. It's Borei Olam. Everything is Borei Olam. Hasverosh is just a, a stick. He's just a, a tool. And therefore, she doesn't put her faith in the king. She's already thinking about And we know that, let's say a person is thinking about uh, one person in his mind. And he's talking to another person. It happens a lot of times that by mistake, he'll call that person that he knows very well by the person that he's thinking in his mind. So, what did you call me that name for? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I was thinking of uh, somebody else. 
So since the whole time Esther is talking about Haman, she's speaking about Melech Melech The word Melech is in her mind because she's directing really her prayers to Kadosh Baruch Hu. So when she pointed, she points to Melech because that's already in her uh, in her mind. That's indicative of really what she was thinking. She's thinking about Melech, so that's why you point to the Melech. So the Malach came. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't put it to the real uh, one that she intended to, to direct her comments to. So that shows you the Betachon that, is, that she was so engrossed in Melech that uh, she points. She points to it. So the Malach came along and saved it. Now it says when the king heard this, the Melech came to So he got up, full angry, and he went to his garden. Then it says he returned from his garden back to the house. So the Pasuk is comparing uh, his return to his uh, leaving, to getting up. Just like when he got up, he was angry, he was furious. When he came back, he was also furious. Why? He went to calm himself down, you know, to take some air. To go out and uh, calm himself. But when he came back, he was just as angry. So the Gemara says, why? Yeah. He went out to his garden and he saw angels, but he didn't know they were angels. They looked like people. And they were uprooting all the trees in his garden. He told his people, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing to all these trees over here? the Fagdin and Haman. Haman told us to do this. Now already, Morelam set him up. Uh, now, he sees uh, Haman's uh, men, which they're not men, they're really angels, destroying his garden. Now he comes back in. His Haman was falling on the bed, begging Esther for clemency. So the Gemara says, It should say, And Haman fell on the bed. Why does it say was falling on the bed? Which means uh, he was in front, but the Malach came along and pushed Haman on the bed with Esther. So he's no fail. Every time Haman gets up, the angel comes back and puts him on the bed. So now Hashvarosh comes in and sees Haman on the bed with Esther. So they get what that says. Amar, vai me beta, vai me bara. What? What's going on inside the house? And what were you doing to me outside the house? Within the garden. Vayomer. So the king says, Vayomer Amelech, Hagam the Moshe Tamalka. I mean, Babayit. Now you want to conquer the queen in my own house? Which is now you want to go take the queen uh, in my own uh, palace over here? It's not enough what you did outside. Now you want to destroy inside? Vayomer Harbona. So at that point, Harbona was one of the king's advisors, says to Hashverosh that you should know that Haman has a tree that's 50 amot high, and he, he built it in order to hang Mordechai. Mm-hmm. So Harbona speaks up in order to, you know, incriminate Haman. So Gemara says, Amar bil Azar, af Harbona rasha Harbona was originally with Haman. He was also with the plot to kill Mordechai. When he saw that Haman was uh, his plot was not going to be fulfilled, he ran away. He left Haman alone and he joined Mordechai's side. Like the pasuk says, Alav Veloyahmol Miyado Beruah 
Yivrach. The Pasuk uh, is talking about over here that when a Kadosh Baruch Hu sends down put Anut on a certain Rasha without any uh, compassion, Miyado Beruah Yivrach, which means <laughs> all his friends run away from him. When they see the Rasha getting uh, clobbered, all his friends, so I want nothing to do with him. So they ran away, they went away. They want to be far away from him. That's like what happened with Aman. But all his cohorts saw that he's falling, so they left. So the Magid Bedubna says, But how do you know this? How do you know that Harmona was with uh, Aman? Maybe he was uh, independent. Maybe he was always with Mordechai. How do you know he jumped ship? So he explains, Masha'alema uh, Davadome, to a fellow that was. A poor man that was a blind man that had a shamosh, and the blind man had some money in his pocket. The blind man told the shamosh, I want to rest a little. So he rested by the tree. Uh, as he's sleeping, his shamosh took advantage of him and stole all his money. He's a blind man, as he, gonna, as he can't see anything. He doesn't know who's doing it. So now when he wakes up, he feels his pocket, there's nothing there, there's no money. So now, right away, the only one that could it be. By the way, he says, it's the Shamosh. So he's screaming, screaming, so they bring the Shamosh. You took advantage of a blind man? So he says, blind man, what in the world, what use do I have with 54 coins? <laughs> so I thought, 54 coins? Who said it was 54 coins? How do you know it was 54 coins? He incriminated himself by saying the number. So therefore, they know he was the Ganav. So the same thing of the Harbona says, How how does Harbona know exactly how high the tree is over there? Unless he must have been involved in building the tree. Maybe it's 48 uh, Amot. Maybe it's 56 Amot. He gives the exact height of the of the tree. So from there we see that Harbona must have been involved in building the tree with Amot. The fact that he gave the exact measurements. Because he made the right decision and then he joined us. It says the king's anger abated, but it says shachacha, which is like a double language. It doesn't say shachach. Shachacha, it's like a double language. Shte shechichot alalu. Lama, what does it mean? Two abatements. Achad shel makot sheola, v'chava, v'achad shel hazerosh. Achavat ha-melech is two things. The anger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and... There was two kings over here. King Malkoshin Olamji now, and Boreolam saw the revenge that was taken against Haman, against the enemy, and Boreolam was accepted the Tishulam Kla Israel, whereas Azveros also now was calmed down when he saw what happened to Haman. Comes again, Moran says, The Amrilah which means Azveros was angry. What Tamam was trying to do there instead. He was also angry what he did now to Vashti. He caused that, uh, finally now when he's able to kill Haman, now he took his revenge against what he did to Vashti when he tried to do to Esther. So that's Shakata. So comes the Gibran says, now we continue on Pesukim that have to do with um, Yaakov Avinu, Yosef Sadiq, and the way he treated his brothers after they uh, revealed themselves. He revealed himself to them, relating to Megillat Esther. It says, "Bechulam Natan laish halifot semalot, ulbinyamin Natan hamesh halifot." It says, after he gave his brothers gifts, so to all the brothers he gave one set of clothes, and to Binyamin he gave five sets. So the Gemara says, "Efshar davashen itzta'ir bo otot sadik." 
Yechashel bo Which means Is it possible that Yosef now Would make the same mistake That he was a victim of Which means Yosef's whole uh, Situation came about Because Yaakov Favored Yosef of all the brothers So now he goes and gives Binyamin Five sets of clothes already. He's going to start to to provoke jealousy between now the brothers and Binyamin. He's a part. We can make the same uh, same mistake. Mm-hmm. Just for the for, for the for the amount of two salaims extra of wool. Mm-hmm. That Yosef. Uh, Got an additional amount of garment over his brothers. That was uh, the, the cause. What was the extra two salaim? So the Mefashim say it was ketonet pasim. All the brothers had ketonet. Yaakov just bought a ketonet for Yosef. They didn't wear anything. So it says ketonet pasim pas is a palm, which means Yaakov added a cuff on Yosef's uh, garment. That reached his pass. That reached his uh, palm. So that little extra cuff. How big is it? Shnisraimilat, the smaller man. But for that extra ketonet pasim, that already caused the. Now he's going to give five times the amount to Binyamin. Amar Binyamin remez la mazlo. So he gave. He was giving a hint actually to Binyamin. Shagatid ben latzet mimenu. That he's destined, Binyamin, one day to have a descendant that's going to come out of him that's going to wear five royal garments. Which means those are five different royal garments. Tekhlikh boots, vargaman. Which means, those are five garments that Mordechai wore. So he, well, he gave him five to hint that the, the son's going to wear five garments. Only question is, the brothers don't know that. So Yaakov, Yosef is involved in giving it a mazim and all that, but what about the jealousy? Mm-hmm. Yosef knows what he's doing, but the brothers uh, don't know exactly. He's getting five because he's getting five. It's, it's, it's the question doesn't get answered. Right. So the Gaon the answer is unbelievable. He says, value wise, the um, the five begadim of Binyamin were the same value of the one begad of uh, the brother. I mean, the brothers got a thousand dollar suit, so the five garments that Binyamin got they were two hundred dollars each. So there was really no jealousy over here. In truth, it was the same. Uh, it was a push. So the question that is: So why did he give him five? And why did he give him one? He gave him five because what the loot thing that he's going to wear and this and that wears the five dollars. So there really was no kinah in this uh, subject. So Mephashim do ask a question, but it says he also gave him money. It says he gave him 300 shekalim. Uh, so you're going to cause jealous of 300 shekalim. So the explanation is not. 300 shekalim was not uh, exposed. 300 shekalim he puts uh, in his pocket. That you, like we learned earlier, what you don't see, mm-hmm. uh, you don't get so uh, jealous of it. Here, the garments are exposed. Right. So therefore, this is going to create great jealousy. No, it was the same uh, value. So it's always a cheaper... Uh, you know, value, and there must have been an image of the five. The Mephashir of Bahya asks, what was the 300 shekalim about? Well, why does he get 300 shekalim? So there's a halakha that if you sell your brother 
or sell a Jew into the Goy, you have to uh, redeem him. You have to redeem him uh, up to uh, ten times uh, his value. So the value of an Eved is 30 shekelim. So ten times the value is 300 shekelim. So they were following the halakha that they had to pay him to redeem him, to compensate him, because they sold him to the Goyim. You that uh, amount. So since Binyamin was not involved uh, in the sale, he was the only one uh, that was not involved. So he said, you deserve the 300, which is they sold me, so he gave Binyamin a, a, a couch. They didn't deserve it, they said they sold him. So that's why he compensated him with that money. Comes Gibran says, Vayipol al binyamin ahiv. So it says, now Yosef fell on the necks of Binyamin. So the Gibran says, Kama Saverin avudil binyamin. How many necks did Binyamin have? What do you mean, Savere? Savere is plural. Amar bil azar, Bacha al shne mikdashim, Shatidim liyot bihalkoshir binyamin, Vatidim lihareb. Yosef had a prophecy at that moment, and he saw the two eventual Batimikdash that are going to be built in Binyamin's Helik in Yerushalayim and are going to be destroyed. So Savar is the neck. The neck is like the higher part of the body. So he saw that what? He, he prophesied about the future destruction of Batimikdash. And Binyamin also cried on Yosef's neck. There was a Mishkan Shilo that was in Yosef's Helik and it was destroyed as well. So Binyamin was crying al Sabarav for the Mishkan uh, Shilo that was going to be destroyed. So both were crying about the destructions of the holy places. Kamaraz continues quoting Pesukim. Vine Yosef says, Your eyes see me as well as the eyes of my brother Binyamin. So it's comparing Binyamin to the brothers. Amar Bilazar. Just like I have no claims against Binyamin because he wasn't involved in the sale of me, so to have no claims against you, which means you and Binyamin to me are equal. I have no claims against anybody. It is my mouth that is speaking to you. Well, obviously, of course his mouth is speaking to him. So the Gemara says, Kifi ken libi. When the Gemara is making a dirasha, Kifi is like, Kifi, just like my mouth is my heart. Which is not lip service I'm giving you. I forgive you, which means I, I have no claims against you, Kifi ken libi. Ulabiv shalach kazot asara hamorim nosim mitum misraim. So it says, now he sends back to Yaakov uh, ten donkeys laden with all the goods, goodies of Muslim. My mitu Muslim. What is this mitu Muslim? The goodness of Egypt. Abar bi benyamin bar yevam bar bi azar shalach lo yain yashan. He sent them old wine. Shedad zekinim lo haemenu. That old people have pleasure. Why do old people have pleasure from wine? As she says. Because Old wine for old people is better than anything So explanation might be Because wine is one of the few things That as it ages it gets better So therefore it's a consolation to old people That when they get older they go, You like old wine You get better And therefore most things that get older It deteriorates So they tell Yaakov You like old wine You become more important as you get older That's why That's why so now the brothers went. 
So they bowed in front of Yosef. This is what the people say. A fox in his time bowed to him. She's comparing Yosef over here. He's a fox. Which means Yosef really, they want to say, is not as hashuv as the brothers. But what? He's, he's on top now. So even a fox, when he has his day, humble yourself to him. But again, the Gemara assumes that for some reason Yosef was uh, inferior to his brothers. It's calling him the fox. So the Gemara says, Why are you calling him a fox? Why was he inferior to his brothers? That you're putting him, uh, he's the fox, as if he's the lower one. So the Gemara says, Learn the statement over here. It says, mm. It says that when Yosef went to visit Yaakov, when he was sick, when Yosef came in, it says, Yaakov bowed in front of Yosef. Ah, oh, on that, Amar bi Benjamin bar Yefet, Amar bi Azar Taala be'adneh segidle. A fox in his time bowed him. That's clear that Yosef was indeed inferior to Yaakov Abinu. In compared to Yaakov, he's considered a fox, and therefore the Gemara learns that the Rasha regarding the relationship between Yaakov bowing to Yosef. So now Yosef consoles them, and he speaks words that entered their hearts to show them that uh, everything will be okay. The Gemara says, "What did he say?" Amar bi Benjamin bar Yefet, Amar bi Lazar melamed sheamad lehem devarim shemitkabelim al alif. He told them things that you can understand; the heart can uh, uh, understand, fathom. And he said like this: Uma asara nerot lo yaklu lechabot nerehad. And what if the ten lights, which is referring to the brothers, they weren't able to extinguish one light, which is me. Me, I'm only one light. How do you think I'm going to be able to extinguish ten lights? Which means if ten weren't able to overcome one, how is it possible that one is going to be able to overcome ten? Say so that consoled them. Comes the now quotes a pasuk in the Megillah. When it says Ora in the Pasuk, it's referring to Torah. It cannot be referring to the sun, because if it means Ora, the Jews had light. But the sun only rose for the Jewish people? Didn't rise for the Goyim that day? No. And if it was talking about regular light also, which is saying, Ora is Nekera. So it must be the Achim says must be referring to something else. So the Gemara says Oraz Torah vechen omer kinir mitzvah v'Torah or, which means as a result of the miracle of Purim, the Jewish people got Torah. So that she says, this is Shitat Rashi shegazar alem aman shelo yasku b'Torah. Shitat Rashi is part of the gezera of Purim was that the Jewish people should not learn Torah. So then, as a result of the miracle, they were able to recommit themselves to the study of Torah. Semcha zeyom tov. It's all the Gleam are going to see the Jew and they're going to fear him. They're going to see that God is on the Jew. What are they going to see about us? They're going to have fear from us and get respect from us? The Tefillin Shebarot. So you see that the Tefillin is called Vikar, is our glory. Because the Goyim are going to have respect for us as a result of the Tefillin. The fear 
is, is, is also the respect. So therefore, all these items came back to the Jewish people. So again, you have Torah, Semchat Yom Tov, Mitzvat Milah, that's Sas, Sason, and you have Tefillin, which is Vikar. Then, Parashandata, Vaaseret B'nei Haman. Amar of Adadim in Yafo. Aseret B'nei Haman, Vaaseret. The ten sons of Haman, when you're reading the Megillah, and the word Aseret, that's... That's the last word. After you read the whole the ten of it says, that's the last word. You have to say it in one breath. Because they all died simultaneously, which is the Neshama. Left them in one shot. Altogether, they died at the same moment. So, how do you ever call that? By reading it in one breath, you're reminding them not only that they died, but the miracle of the way they died, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Vav de Vaizata, the Vav of one of the sons of Haman, Vaizata, Sarikh le Mimteha Biskifa. You have to make a big Vav, a long Vav. Why? Kemurdiya de Labrot. Like the river pole of the river uh, Labrot. Which means, why? Maitama, Kulu Bechad Zikifa is the Kafu. Because when they were hung on the tree, they also got hung, the tensions of Haman. They were hung, not next to each other. They were hung under each other. Which means they were hung all in a straight line. So therefore we allude to the pole that they were hung on. Vise out of the vav is very long to allude to the way they were hung. Now she says, uh, Zikifa. The tit makes a change over here in Agartha Bach. Make that change as well. Actually, the Masoret Tashah says it. Be'etz. It was on one tree, one under the next one. Hence the Vav of Baizata. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa, Darash Rav Shila Ish Kfar Timlata. Kol Hashirot Kulan, all the songs in the Torah. Example, like a song like Az Yashir. In Parashat B'Shalah, it's called the Shira. By nature, what does it mean, a shira? So it's written in a certain format in the Torah. It's not written in the regular lines that you write. How is it written? Nikhtavot ariyah al-gabe levena ulbena al-gabe ariyah. Normally a shira is written a half a brick al-gabe levena on top of a full brick and a full brick on top of a half a brick. What does it mean? Full brick on a half a brick, half a brick on a whole brick. So look at the Rashi. Very important. Shitat Rashi over here. Hu aktav. The written is called Ariyah. I mean, the written, the words, the letters are called Ariyah. Lebena hu helek shukiflayim in aketav. That's the the a blank part that's double the writing. So again. A brick is a certain size. A that's called a levena. An ariyah is half the size of a brick. Ariyah is half a brick, and levena is a full brick. So he's telling you when you have a shira, the style is ariyah al gabel levena. Ariyah is the the writing. Okay, which is a half a brick, which is written over the levena, the blank. Space. Now, to appreciate this, if you go to your art scrolls, just to see a picture of this, on 16b3, you'll see 
on the left column. Let's look at the first line over here. This would be like the way Az Yashid is written. Okay? So you have over here, go to the beginning of the first line, you see blank spaces. Okay? You have actually a space over there that's blank, the amount of six letters. That would be called Levena. Levena is the brick, which is the bigger area, right? What's right under that Levena? Three letters. That would be an Ariyah. So on the top line it starts, Levena Al-Gabe Ariyah. And there's only three letters underneath it. So it's uh, double on top and half underneath it. Now continue on the first line. On the first line, then you have in the middle of that line, six letters. Now those six letters are considered the Levena. That's considered the brick. Right? And it's over an Ariyah. It's oh, I'm sorry, you have, I'm sorry. I call that a, uh, yeah, you call that a, the writing. According to that she, the writing is always called Levena. Okay, so that's the writing over there. Because what's under it? Now you have blank space again. And in this case, over here, the blank space is actually double. If the top line is 6, the blank space is what? 12. So therefore, according to that she, the rule is the way you learn is you have blank space over writing and writing over blank space. And that's the way it's written throughout the uh, Yashir, for example. Again, space over writing, writing over space. However, there's an exception, the Gemara says. Gemara says, Chutz, Mishirazu, except for the Shirazu, meaning the ten sons of Haman, that's called the Shira, Umalche Kena'an, the 31 kings of Kena'an that Yoshua decimated when he came into Eretz Yisrael, it's also written in the style of the Asir ibn Haman, She'ariyah al-gabe ariyah ul-bena' al-gabe le-bena'ah. That's written... Uh, words on words and space on space, according to that sheet. So if you look at the articles again, on the right column, you see, on the two extreme sides, you have words on words, on the right side and the left, and the middle, all the way down, space on space. Now, the words on the right side are, ve'et, 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 and then on the left side, you have the names of uh, Aman's sons. So, words on words, Ariyah al-Gabeh Ariyah, Ulbena al-Gabeh, I mean, the center is all open, space. That's the way that she lands. So the Gemara understands, what's the reason for this? And, and as well as the 31 kings of Kena'an, Et, and the name, Et, and the name, Et, the name, same thing. So there will not be a chance for them to rise up and have support from their falling. Which means, they fall, they fall right through the, through the middle. When you have it's like steps. You can climb up on the next level above and get out. But here when it comes to the tens of hours, it's in the middle. She's no support. There's, there's a hole right in the middle. We don't want to give them a chance, Keilu, to have a tikuma, to be elevated. This is written over here, after already uh, the Jewish people were able to defend themselves. So there was widespread uh, killing of the enemies of Am Yisrael throughout the Medina. And in Shushan Abira itself, the Jewish people killed 500 uh, ardent enemies of uh, the Jewish people. 
ויאמר המלך לאסתר המלכה, בשושן הבירה הרגו היהודים. זה שושן הבירה זה ג'וש פיפוקר. אמר בבו, מלמד שבא מלאך וסתרו על פיו. We see over here that the king, the angel came and smacked Ashverosh on his mouth. Wow, what does this mean over here? It seems that originally Ashverosh was angry. She was angry with her claims against. What are you doing over there? Jews are killing all these people. And then what does the end of the Pasuk say? Whatever you want to ask, ask. What happened? He changed. He changed gears mid-sentence. Here he's chastising up for all the killing of the Jews. That must be the Malach came in the middle of the sentence and hit him in order to change his uh, opinion. And therefore he ends the pursuit by saying, ask me for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. So again the Gemara continues. When she came in front of the king, Amar Sefer. So simply the Pasuk means that while she came along and was discussing the letters that Ashverosh sent. So the Gemara says, Amar, he said, Amra Bifailin. She say she was she was the one that was talking. Amar Bihanan Amra no, she said to him, Yeah Mashkatub Basefer. So according to one explanation, the explanation is she said to the king that what's written in the uh, Sefer, meaning the Megillah, give them permission to read it, meaning verbally, and to make a holiday. She doesn't have this Girsaya, he takes out this Girsaya, Lo Girsin and Amra Lo, Ve'achi Pirushal, she said in the Mikrot Kachu, Ve'kibeda Yehudim, the Jewish people accepted the Gezerot of the holiday, tried to destroy the Jewish people and his uh, plan was overturned. Wrote in the Sefer, Purim. Mean the Sefer is Mordechai's uh, decree to celebrate Purim. Because to destroy them. Which means what was written in the book is talk about how Esther came in front of the king and pleaded for our next meeting. That was what you're celebrating. Celebrate that uh, that miracle. In the Sefer, she said, "Megillah ketuvah lefnei b'shat kriyah." that you have to have the Megillah written in front of you, and you read it from the Sefer. The verse Shalom ve'emet. The Megillah is called words of peace and truth. Amar b'tanhov, Amidah Amar b'asem elamed. She said, that the Megillah needs lines. Those lines are uh, on the cloth in order to write. Uh, the Megillah straight, you need Megillah ka'amita shel Torah, like the actual writing of the Torah, ka'amita shel Torah, like the actual truth of the Torah, just like the Torah is called emet, and the Torah is to have sertut, you have to have the lines on the clav, so too, uh, a Megillah as well, that's what we learn the law of Megillah sinicha sertut, humamar ester kiyam, it says, the people, it kept the words of ester, the words of Esther were kept. Ma'amar Esther in. Devret somot lo. Which means, uh, they accepted Esther's laws regarding Purim. But uh, the fast, they didn't accept. She seemingly they wanted to make, let's say, a three-day fast now. To commemorate every year the uh, miracle. That already they didn't accept. Ma'amar, which she said they accepted, but not the fast. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. 
which means you have to read the Pasuk. The Pasuk right before Ma'amar is there. It says, Devreat Somot. So read it together. Devreat Somot u Ma'amar is Kiyam. Which is referring to the Jewish people of that generation. She's so not only did they keep Ma'amar is which he told them, but they also kept the fast. Didn't they fast for three days? So read it. Devreat Somot u Ma'amar is Kiyam. Which means they kept both the Devreat Somot and the Ma'amar of it. Read it. Together, don't read it separately as the thing that the Jews do not accept the fast that she decreed on them. At the end of the story, Mordechai became the, remained the viceroy of Ahasuerus. He was great for the Jewish people. And he was accepted by the majority of his brothers. Gemara says, he was only accepted by the majority of his brothers, but not all of them. What did we learn from this? That some of the members of the Sanhedrin, they were displeased with Mordechai. Why? Because they felt after the story was over, so the Jewish people were saved. So why did Mordechai still have to remain in government? He should have went back to the, uh, to the Bet Midrash. Yes, granted, when it comes to Atzalat Nefashot, you're allowed to be Batil Torah. So when the Jewish people were in danger, they had no claims against Mordechai. But now the danger is gone. So Mordechai, what are you, what are you remaining in the government for? Finished. You saved the day. Go back to studying Torah. And the Gemara says, Amar of Yosef, Gadol Talmud Torah, Yoter Matzalat Nefashot. Which means, when it comes to the study of Torah, it's even greater than Atzalat Nefashot. What the Gemara means over here, of course, if you have to save somebody, you go and save them. There's no question. You close the book and you save their lives. What's talking about over here is a potential threat of Atzalat Nefashot. Like in this case over here. Over here the Jewish people were out of trouble, seemingly. And now it's it. Uh, the Gezerah was repealed. Go back to learn. Originally when they're listing the rankings of the members of the Sanhedrin, Mordechai is ranked number five. Meaning after the fourth, he's written. But then they lowered his ranking. They put him after five members. Which means, what are the five? Yeshua, Nehemiah, Sarayah, Nehemiah, that's four. And Mordechai, Belshan is number five. Originally his ranking was fifth. Ulbesof Ketiv, what does it say at the end? After the rabbis were uh, displeased with him. Habayimim Zerubabel. Yeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Ramiah, Nachmani, and then Mordechai, Belshan. So they ranked him sixth. So again, the rabbi's concern was, would he get involved? Now what's Mordechai's shita? Mordechai says, well, we're still, we still have problems. The man is fickle. He changes his mind every Monday and Thursday. So now today he says there's no Gezerah. And when tomorrow comes along and says, I want the Gezerah back, i got to be close to him. But Achav, he still said, even though Mordecai had a very good reason to be back in there because he needed to control the situation with Hashverosh, still, the rabbis held that already this is not considered imminent danger. He should have went back to the mood. Gadol Talmud Torah, Yotem Ebedian Bet HaMikdash. 
the study of Torah is greater even than the construction of the Beit Hamikdash. She calls him out. She baruch ben Niriyakayam lo inichor Ezra ve'ala. Ezra Sofer is the one that built the second Beit Hamikdash. However, he did not go to Israel to build the second Beit Hamikdash as long as his rabbi Baruch ben Niriyah was alive. Only after Baruch ben Niriyah's rabbi died in Bavel, then. Ezra went to build the Beit HaMikdash. So what do you see? That don't tell me Torah, you have a Beit HaMikdash. Let's get the history, just read one more Rashi. Shekol zeman shemaruk b'niriyah kayam no niho Ezra ve'ala. Sheyesh lechalet mawa. We could be questioning. Lama no ala Ezra imzuru b'abir b'be Kodesh? Ad shana shvi'id adariyah v'shacharon nachash shanei abayit k'mosh katub b'ezra v'yabuinu shemokosh hamishi he should shvi'id ha'melech which means Ezra sofer he came 24 years later after the original construction of the Mikdash began. The original construction began when Zerubabel went down. Zerubabel went with some people and they started. But it was Ezra Sofer. Ezra Sofer doesn't come to 24 years later. What was going on during those years? So it says, He was learning Torah with Baruch Benidia. Now we listed above, incidentally, Baruch Benidia was one of the prophets, the 48 prophets. So that she says, Baruch Benidia was one of the prophets, the 48 prophets. So that she says, Baruch Benidia was one of the which means his prophecies were really in Hussaris. And he sent the prophecies through written documents to Eris says so the Jewish people will know exactly what the prophecies were. So you see why? He delayed. He could have went earlier with the first group to went to start the construction. Why did he wait? Talmud Torah is learning Torah with his rabbi, and if he waited till Baruch died in order to go. So you learn Gadot Talmud Torah, Fidu Yotam Mibinyan, Betamikdash. Baruch Amen, Amen.